Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today is a random episode. We're going to talk about emotional corsets, electrolytes, living to 100, um, being a provider, just all these different random things that are coming up for me recently. I want to start off with electrolytes. <laughs> it sounds it sounds like I'm about to do an ad <laughs> for like AG1 or LMT or one of those uh, companies, but uh, electrolytes has is, is really come up for me because one, global warming, and, I, and I've talked about electrolytes and water and hydration is so important, but I've almost passed out a couple of times, that, you know, trying to do the keto diet and I've had friends almost pass out. And once I learned that a lot of the water, especially here in America, I don't know what it's like in other places, but we filter the water so much, we've stripped them of their natural electrolytes. And that's why we have to add them in. And so I had to look up today, uh, you know, what constitutes electrolytes, because now they're selling them. And I find them to be quite costly and often heavy with sugar or they leave some weird aftertaste. Gatorade was my introduction to electrolytes. I played college football and we would always drink that. And I was like, all right, this is the way to do it. But recently my feet have been cramping. My mom uh, for years has talked about her feet cramping. Uh, My girlfriend's mom, she's had some cramping issues. And it's interesting to hear how everyone is dealing with it differently. So, you know, I'm 47. This this is your first time tuning in. I'm 47 years old. Uh and and there's it's just nothing so painful. I mean, there's a lot of things that are very painful, but uh, one of the worst things is to be woken up in the middle of the night with a leg cramp or a foot cramp or your your body seat whatever it is, cramping, extremely painful, and usually uh it's low potassium. Now, when we look at what are in electrolytes, sodium, potassium, magnesium, chloride, calcium, phosphate, those are six ingredients. Most people have more than enough sodium. Sodium is basically salt. And you can probably throw in chloride under salt, too, because there's sodium chloride. So if you, if you, you know, if you're putting, if you're eating fries, the burgers, fast food, even the salted nuts, you're getting more than enough of your sodium and of your chloride. What most people aren't getting enough of is potassium. Now, as an athlete, we usually got it from bananas. But bananas have a lot of sugar. I'd have to eat 10 bananas to get in what I need uh, for my daily uh, amount of potassium. That's a lot of bananas. That's a lot of bloating. I don't know that I'd feel comfortable with that. And then, so Michelle's mom drinks coconut water, and that for her does it. And it it does. Coconut water is very, very high in potassium. It's up there with the number one drink. If if I were playing football today or any sports today, I'd be drinking coconut water instead of Gatorade. The, the now, if you don't want the sugar that comes with coconut water. 
you got to go Swiss chard. Swiss chard has so much. Like if you have a cup, I think it's like a cup of Swiss chard gives you a thousand milligrams and you only need 3,400 milligrams, not only, but you need 3,400 milligrams per day for the average person. I think it's 25 for women. I don't know why it's less for women. I don't know if it has to do with bone density or muscle density or whatever it is, but the recommendation for men versus women, uh, a little different. So I now I'm like, okay, I can do Swiss chard on a daily basis. That's, that's, that's not hard at all. I put that in with my eggs, my tuna, my sardines, and we are ready to go. Now that's cooked. You want to cook them. There's certain vegetables like Swiss chard, spinach that we want to cook because our body will absorb it easier. There's this idea of like raw foods are the best foods. And I, I was on that kick for like a week where I was only eating raw foods. I think Madonna subscribed to that for a while. Uh, but some raw foods cannot be absorbed and it's uh, all the minerals and nutrients and vitamins can't be absorbed or digested properly when they are in their raw form. Spinach and I believe Swiss chard are those foods. They, they're, they're too uh, fibrous or too tough for our gut biome to break down. Don't quote me on that completely, but I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere in the ballpark there. The, basically, you always want to cook your spinach, your Swiss chard, uh, the key is you, we don't want to overcook them, right? We don't want to um, leave them in there so long that we get none of the the benefits from it and they just like all seep out. So, you know, I'm getting my sodium from salt. If you're going to get it from salt, you got to go Himalayan sea salt. Now, if you go table salt, that is salt stripped of its mineral content. That's why it's so cheap. That's why you can get it in abundance. And if you notice, table salt is really fine. It's really small. If you look at Himalayan sea salt, it's they're like chunks. They're, they're tiny bricks <laughs> that you have to put in a, a salt grinder to break it up, just like pepper. That's why f like fresh ground pepper is trumps 10 times superior than pepper that's already been ground up so any any herb spices anything that you can get in its natural form before it's been ground up that's how you want to do it uh for the most part right well at least between salt and pepper i, I don't know i wouldn't say that for curry i mean definitely get your powdered curry uh, yeah i don't know if you can i don't know what curry looks like before it's i think that's the only way to get curry right and then if we're talking calcium, you want that calcium. I was born to think that milk had all the calcium, and it does have some calcium, but it has other things that just destroy my digestive tract, makes me gassy, burpy, farty. You, basically, you don't want to be in the room or in the building or in the city, nowhere in the vicinity of Leo Flowers, when I have had a glass of milk, we don't need that. So get the kale. Basically, when we're looking at this list of, of electrolytes, we're looking at dark leafy greens, Swiss chard, kale, uh, celery, because celery is another way to get our 
um, chloride and to get our sodium, and then fish and nuts. Nuts, specifically sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. So if, if you're trying to create a, a shopping list and you want to make sure you're getting in your electrolytes for the day, you want to be eating, and here it is. You ready? Celery, Swiss chard, pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds, lettuce, kale, fish. All right. Now, I say fish. You can go meat for you because it because that's where your phosphate, right? Fish will give you phosphate, but meat will give you phosphate also. I prefer fish is easier to digest. So that if that's if you have that every day, then you know you gotten in all of it. I know some of you are like, uh, I'm just gonna drink the Gatorade. <laughs> I'm just gonna pour in a little drink mix. But celery, Swiss chard, pumpkin seeds, lettuce, kale, you could that could be a salad that you make in a day and then uh, you know spread throughout the week. Um and, and I love that. Or, you know, there's some nuts you can throw in there. But that's, for me, this is my list. This is my list of electrolytes. Now, with that said, I was talking to my mom tonight um, as she was going for a late night walk on the streets of Chicago, the dangerous streets of Chicago. She, she was out there walking like 9 o'clock. My mom, my mom is like me. We just, we just got to get our steps in. And she, my mom is 71. Yeah, she'll be 72 next year in January. Shout out to moms. She takes care of a woman who is 100 years old. I don't know the woman's name, but even if I did, I wouldn't say it. But we'll call her Mabel. Mabel is 100 years old. And when I say take care of her, I don't mean like she has to get her out of bed, brush her teeth, comb her hair. Mabel is fully functioning. Mabel dances every day. Mabel gets a little groove on. She puts on her Motown classics because Mabel is from uh, Mississippi, a black woman with two black sisters. I don't know why I say black sisters, with two sisters, and they are in their 90s. Mabel is 100. Her sisters are 96 and 94, respectively. Mabel's mom Live to be 115 years old. I, have, I had so many questions for my mom. Part of the reason is I, I, I've been under the, the illusion, delusion, that we just now are learning how to live a long life and that we just now have the technology and the world is safer now. So it's like, what? You from Mississippi? And you live to be 115? The grandma, like, what was she eating? Because when I when I look at foods, like high on, a, there's a Netflix documentary called High on the Hog. Southern food is very heavy. It's so heavy. Um, chitlins, uh, the uh, 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 pork, the... The, the amount of butter the is just uh, it's a heavy food as portrayed by me. Now, I don't know necessarily what they ate on a daily basis because I only know what I've seen from the media, TV and things like that. 
So I'm I'm shocked that my, their mother lived to be 115, especially when I'm talking to you about eating kale, Swiss chard, and, <laughs> and celery. Like, did, did her mom eat that? Is that how she got to 115? And the answer is probably no. And I tell you why. Because when I asked mom, I said, Mom, what does Mabel eat on a daily? Now, granted, Mabel is 100 years old. So how she eats has obviously changed over her lifetime. However, from what my mom told me, it hasn't changed much from from the sounds of it. I said, when my mom said, I said, Mom, what does she have for breakfast? And she said, she has apple, uh, milk with Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, and uh, half a banana. I said, say what? Honey Nut Cheerios with milk and an apple and a banana? Now, that's not a lot, but I'm shocked that she would be having Honey Nut Cheerios. That That's not the breakfast of champions. How dare you, Mabel? And on top of that, Mabel likes to enjoy a glass of champagne. 10 ounces to be exact. Now, she doesn't have that every day, according to mom. And then for lunch, Mabel likes to have some Jay's potato chips, some uh, uh, fried chicken, some McDonald's uh, pancakes. You know, just Mabel eats whatever Mabel wants to eat. She's 100 years old, you know. Uh, refuses to go to the doctor. Her hearing is fine. Her vision is fine. But a few few issues are starting to, to slide in a in a in a not the best direction. But uh, but for now, she dancing to Motown music, getting her groove on, and then she's good. So what I did discover is Mabel eats twice a day, breakfast, lunch. She's done eating by three or four. That's it. So she is, you know, even though the foods wouldn't be foods that you would recommend for someone who's at 100. Uh, the fasting, I think, is important, one. Two, Mabel doesn't watch TV. Mabel plays Motown music all day, dances, gets her groove on, and just talks about life. Because Mabel has had a, a, a you know, she's lived a life. She owns the building that she lives in. Um, with her three sisters, and made the repairs on the building herself, according to mom, according to Mabel. So she's a fascinating woman. She sounds like a woman who um, is invested in the community, connected to the community, um, has been very active, um, smart with her money, and connected to her sisters. I think that's so important is that it sounds like she still has a relationship with her sisters. She uh, made some smart, disciplined financial decisions, and things were able to grow. And then she was also, she also has this self-sufficiency of knowing how to take care of things, which, you know, but also living her life of like, yeah, and I'm going to drink some champagne. My point here is, there are no rules to how to do anything. We, we have to be willing to just swing the hammer, grab the mic, uh, do it the way that we want to do it, 
and be willing to suffer the outcome consequences of it. There's an interview with Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the Joe Rogan podcast. And The Rock talks about early on when he was a wrestler, he was getting booed all the time. And what made it interesting was he his character was the nice guy, the smiling guy, the happy guy, right? He was his character had to smile all the time and be happy all the time. And The Rock hated it. He hated that he had to smile and be happy and put on airs. Um, and then the crowd was booing him all the time to the point where the wrestling federation thought about firing him. And then they the rock goes, you know what? Just let me grab the mic for a few minutes. Give me three minutes on the mic to say things how I want to say things, and let's see what happens. And from then on, the rock stopped smiling, stopped being uh, who he thought people wanted him to be, started cursing. If you watch the follow him on social media, you know that he curses. If you hear him in interviews, he'll throw that F word around. And now he is who he is today. I mean, he has like 26 million followers on Instagram, I believe. And that's just Instagram. And then you know what his movies does, right? So he took a chance. He said, well, if everybody's going to boo me, I'm going to lose my job. I have no money in my pocket. I might as well go out being myself. And I bring this up because I, I struggle with that. I, I curse. When I do cruise ships, and, and there's shows I have to be clean, and then there's shows I get to be dirty. Um, and I, to this day, as a comedian, I struggle with, do I want to be a clean comic, a dirty comic, or whatever? And I think that asking myself that question, that kind of black and white question of, should I be clean or dirty versus... I'm just going to be me, right? And Leo Flowers, I curse. I, 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 I throw out, you know, this word and that word. Um, and I don't think that I curse in a way that's dirty. I, I, don't, I know people who just every word all the time. But occasionally, Leo Flowers will let uh, a thing or two slide, right? And I, so I struggle with that. Even with this part, I'm like, man, you know, and I, I go, I don't, I don't know if I, if that's, if I need to do that with the pod, like that's, I wouldn't feel comfortable with that because I, I like to listen to my own podcast and I think about me listening to my podcast and me, uh, you know, using profanity. I think I may have used profanity in, in some previous episodes, but you know, it's all a growth process and maybe tomorrow I'd be like, F this and, and all that, you know, we'll see. But the point is, is um, take a chance, mix it up. If things aren't working for you, grab the mic. Grab the mic of, in your life. Grab the mic of your life and, and take a chance on saying things the way you want to say it, doing things the way you want to do it. I have a friend right now who is... Uh, He's successful in his career, right? Not like wildly successful, not like, oh, damn, he balling, right? But um, he's doing well and solid, solid, right? But yet, when he's around his parents, 
he feels like he's wearing an emotional corset. Do some of you feel like that? You know what I'm talking about? An emotional corset where you, know, you just um, uh, you have trouble expressing who you are, being the voice for yourself, uh, where you, you just like restricting or confining yourself. You know, the, the corset that the, the old Victorian women wore to tighten up their, their waist. So I like that image of an emotional corset, right? And there's different reasons why we might be putting on this emotional corset or feeling like we're wearing an emotional corset, such as familial expectations, communication patterns, or past experiences. For me, I know that I feel like I'm wearing an emotional corset because of, you know, going back to familial expectations. My mom hated profanity. I don't even want to say hate it. That's not the word. Disgusted by it. She'd be like, ooh, listen to their mouth. Oh, I can't believe she talks like that in front of her mom. Oh, you know. And and it's so interesting because my mom uh, has a distaste for profanity, yet we can have discussions about uh, sex. We can discuss anything. But it's just the the words, you know, being uh, mindful of what word usage, topics, any topic is on the table, but being mindful of the words to be used. So there's familial expectations. And I know that some people, you know, grew up in families where like the the, the shaytards do not speak with such a tongue, you know, the Johnsons do not carry themselves in such a way. So those familial expectations that uh, that we embody, we internalize. And then we, we, we go, wait, is that me or is that them? You kind of forget whose rule that is or, or why you're doing the thing that you're doing. And then also we feel like uh, we're wearing an emotional corset because of communication patterns where I might limit the way that I communicate because of the uh, environment or situation that I'm in, right? There's, if I'm talking to my boys, I'm, you know, now we like, yo, what's up, man? You know, you know what I mean? Like, like there's more of a, you know, a street vibe to it. I'm, I'm definitely going to let more profanity uh, uh, loose there and, and you know, the, the topic matter. It's gonna get real. It's gonna get real gully. You know what I mean? Like, but so the communication pattern switches up versus if I'm doing the podcast, if I'm on stage, if I'm talking to a kid, if I'm giving a presentation, if I'm coaching clients. We we have different communication patterns, and so if you feel like you're stuck in one communication pattern and you're not able to exercise your other communication patterns. That can feel like an emotional corset. I know people who speak two languages. They might speak uh, English and Spanish, right? But they they never get to use their Spanish, and in their and it, it's in their Spanish, in that Espanol where that's where their soul is. That's where their their energy, their passion. That's where they can really communicate 
in the way that fully embodies them and and gets it all out and it feels like they've just let the beast off the chain you know um and so we have these different communication patterns and it, it's it, it's really it really can be therapeutic to make sure we're putting ourselves in environments or surrounding ourselves with people that allow us to exercise different communication patterns, especially ones that we value and that are a part of us, right? Um, and then past experiences. Past experiences can make us feel like if, you know, if you say a certain thing, I remember I was talking to someone and they said, do you notice that you drop the T at the end of your sentences. And that's that's made me self-conscious about dropping my T. Now, I can't help it. I'm like, at first I was like, I do not, not drop my T at the end of a sentence, right? And and then it just felt awkward. I was like, I'm not doing that just because you notice it. Like, that's on you. You know, that's, that's based on your past experiences. So it's really not uncommon for us to feel like we need to conform to certain roles or expectations with families or work, right? But it's also not uncommon for it to create some level of emotional discomfort. So we just have to find our, our rhythm, our pattern, our way of, of uh, opening up, of expressing ourselves, of once again grabbing that mic and saying, this is who I am to, to, you know, if we can have that open and honest conversation with our family, with our friends and express what our needs are and our boundaries and, and also to seek support from them to say, Hey, I, I have some things I want to say. It, it's going to, it's going to be a little murky. It might be a little messy. I, I'm going to, it's going to be a little sloppy, but I trust that our friendship, our relationship can can mold can can find our way through together, you know. Um, and so when you recruit them and you set it up like that and you prime it like that, now you go ahead. All right, this is what it is. This is who I am, and we love that when we see it in movies. It's it's like the I was watching this movie. A comedian, you know, she was struggling on stage, and then finally she was just like, "Well, uh, I'm already struggling. You guys aren't paying attention, so I'm gonna just start." I'm going to just start being me. And then all of a sudden, the audience comes alive. They start applauding. And, and that's typically the case in, in movies. Now, in real life, let's be honest. In real life, sometimes society does not allow us to really take off that, that corset, right? That emotional corset, that mental corset, that physical corset, right? So be mindful of, of what your surroundings are, all right? I don't want anyone... I don't want any of you to get hurt. I don't want any of you to to to, to yield, you know, severe consequences. Um, but I, what I want you to to recognize is that if you feel like you're wearing an emotional corset, to know that uh, other people feel the same way. Also, you're not alone in that, and and that might be the thing that you have to accept. Unfortunately. Just like you look at the Victorian uh, era, where women, there were women who didn't want to wear a corset, and but they had to, you know, submit to the time 
and and what the fashion was and what the norms were, unfortunately. So um, I I hope that you do find your voice and you do find a way to communicate with people in your life and and have some open and honest conversations so that you you can feel like you can show up as yourself and say things the way that you'd like to say them. I appreciate you joining me today. Um, if you found any value in this episode, whatever value you found in this episode, take seven seconds and share it with one other person, just one other person. And if you want help, if you want coaching on finding your voice, on releasing your emotional corset, come to thrivewithleo.com. Thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together. And remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the 800 numbers listed in all the show notes. You can chat, talk, text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's do this. Peace.